I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, one of the greatest of all time, Isaac Harris. I gotta come. I gotta skip myself together right now. Uh, I have took my fair shots at Doc Rivers in the past, but uh, I, never again. Never again. That was a uh, what a cool moment when you have a game like this, and it's like, oh man, it's gonna be a loss, and you're kind of just already putting the bow on it as a fan. Uh, you know, you get up and you're like still watching, but you're like putting, you know, some cups up that you'd like drinking some things during the game or a plate or something. And, uh, you know, I was like saying, and all of a sudden the doc starts talking. I'm like, oh my gosh. And now just, I just got myself out of this game and now I'm like emotionally invested into it. I'm like, I'm that, and that was such a, I'm back, I'm back into it. And it just, it was sad. Dang, so so if you didn't know, at the start of the show, before all the intro and everything, we played the audio from it. This was with 9.4 seconds. This was The game wasn't over. The game was still going on. There was still time left to play with 9.4 seconds left in the game. There's a stoppage of time, and Doc Rivers, the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, walks over to the scorer's table, to the PA mic, the PA mic, the public address announcer, and grabs the mic. And starts saying, come on, come on, and yell into the crowd. You can go back at the beginning of the show, listen to the audio. He says, one of the greatest of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. And, man, it, that I mean, that's a moment right there. That is a moment we will look back on Dirk's last season, possibly Dirk's last season, and remember forever, right? Uh, for sure. I mean, it, it's something that uh, I mean, I've never seen before. And uh, they were talking about on the broadcast. They'd never seen it before, seen on Twitter. Or a lot of people on Twitter saying they've never seen it before, and uh, Rick you know, Carlisle it, just said that it's one of the greatest things I've seen. It's an original. I've never seen that. Doc is special. One of the people I respect the most. I know Dirk was touched by it. That's Mark Falwell just said that. Uh, that's what Rick Carlisle just said after the game. Yeah, you know, there's just something special about. Um, there's something special about someone getting honored voluntarily. Uh, instead of that person forcing it themselves, and uh, oh. yeah, and uh, there's just something cool and special about that. It's and, nice when you can go out and be observed on your own dance floor instead of try and make yourself known on your own dance floor. You kind of exactly kind of catch my drift. Like it's you go out there and you want to get noticed for what you have done instead of hey notice me and all the hand waving. Exactly. exactly you know because because sometimes these guys their their career can go in a flash you know like it could just come and yeah. go in a flash and then other guys are just you know they're and there. some of them go as long as like kind of like a tour that might tour the world and 
those kind of take time, but some of them, like you said, it's and, a flash. And they get carried. Some of their greatest moments, they get carried by some other players in the league. And you just – so you have to respect the guys that don't have to get carried by by other players, you know, and that's what Doc did tonight. And the, you have to get carried sometimes because you get sick. And coughs come and go, and my, my cough was all through the winter, it felt like, and – some people's golf is there. It's like a marriage. In sickness and in health, you, you're you there for your team, you know? I'm done talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. On the, on the show today, obviously, we will discuss more about the Doc Rivers uh, tribute ceremony. What did he do? He led like a choir. <laughs> uh, he, led a cho- he led a chorus of Dirk chants. And so, we, uh, man, that that's pretty awesome. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more. We'll talk about this game. We haven't talked about any of the games over the weekend, mostly because Luca didn't play and we had the Mark Cuban interview. If you guys didn't listen to the show yesterday on Monday, we had Mark Cuban on the show, which is awesome. I don't think we talked about how awesome that was on the Monday show because we didn't want to just be fanboying and, <laughs> and be uh, <laughs> like uh, just tooting our own horn or whatever. But that was that's an awesome get. It was awesome for Isaac to get there, to talk to him, to ask the questions that we had been thinking of. Um, and you know, straight up ask him a couple things that had been been going on. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this Clippers game, and then uh, maybe we'll talk about the T word. We have a couple people tweeting us asking about talking about the T word. So, uh, hmm. I mean, for us or the Lakers? No, for the, for your <laughs> testosterone. If you, they want to know your T level. <laughs> What's your number? <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. So, man, this Doc Rivers thing, it's just blowing up. My Twitter is just. I can't see anything except for people saying that they're crying about this Doc Rivers tribute. That's the only thing that because, I can well, see right now. Because it's very um, – you don't see – Dirk was obviously caught off guard by it, and like we all were, but you could well, yeah, tell it – the game his, was still going on. Yeah, like you could tell it in his face – and you know Dirk doesn't like those moments. Like he doesn't like the you know the spotlight. That's why he hasn't officially came out and said this is it because and, he doesn't want to be Dwayne Wade. Like and and there was nowhere to hide because he was still on the exactly court. yeah. And he was on the court, and that's why you kind of saw his face when he realized kind of what were, what was happening. And uh, it was just a I don't know. I mean, we we you all have these moments as fans as um, everything around the Mavericks that. You know, you're just soaking those moments in. It's like Cuban said on the pod yesterday. He said, I think as these games play out over the next, you know, 20 or so games, fans are just going to realize more and more that it's getting closer to the end that we're, we're going to see Dirk on the floor. And this is why I, ar- I argue back. And I, I get really frustrated. And I haven't, like, really ranted about this. But it gets, it makes me really mad. It really pisses me off when I see people on Twitter saying, I'm not watching the Mavs if Luka's not playing. Like, those two games over the weekend. Like, I'm not watching. I don't care. Like, this game's so boring. All this stuff. It's freaking Dirk Nowitzki's last games in a Dallas Maverick jersey. I don't care who's on the court with him. You tune into that game and you watch these last moments of his career it doesn't matter like it's dumb i hate i, I hate seeing that I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna defend all those people because there's a lot of pe- please defend it there's a lot of people that just came to the mavericks and just became fans of the mavericks and of us too we've we've seen this influx we've seen what luca has done to the numbers on this show and you have to imagine this for the mavericks too i mean if you look at the mavericks subreddit the mavericks subreddit has like tripled in, in in subscriptions over the you know this last year or so because of Luka Doncic and there's there's 
fans that just don't have that connection to Dirk. They just they know him as 40-year-old Dirk. They don't know him as all this other stuff. Yes, they should go back and they should do their research and they should appreciate him, just like Doc said, <laughs> that they should appreciate one of the greatest players of all time. But they, they just don't have that connection to him. They haven't kind of grown up with him. Literally, a lot of our listeners that are diehard MFFLs and Mavs fans, they're connected to the team, they're connected to the laundry of the Mavericks. They have grown up with Dirk. It, this is closer, this is closer to them than basketball. This is this is somebody that has been a hero in their eyes. This is somebody that has been a role model. This is somebody that they have looked up to in their lives. This is something they, you know, destined to be a trendsetter, a guy that changed the league, changed the position. This is something that, that people have has been a lot bigger than basketball for for people. And then there's a lot of people that are coming in on Twitter, coming in on the Mavs fandom now that don't have that connection at all so that's that's where i think those people come from they're maybe they're voicing they shouldn't voice it they should just ignore it and not you know don't don't tweet <laughs> if you don't appreciate yeah. dirk then don't tweet you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all i think a uh didn't a, a rabbit in a disney movie say that one time on bambi if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all um <laughs> uh, two things i'll say to that is uh, I think there are still a lot of fans that have been around for Dirk that are saying it too, and that we yeah, well, screw those um, people. <laughs> that we well, that we have been um, spoiled with Luca this year being so fun and True. doing these crazy plays. So to where if he doesn't play, yeah, there's there's some excitement that's not there when he's not you know when he's not on the court. It's obvious. I mean that that is obvious. But to not tune in because of Luca's not playing whenever you're talking like the last 30 games of Dirk Nowitzki's career, that, that's that's where I have an issue with it. And even and I'll even speak to the people that's can that, that um, are new Mavs fans because of Luca. Dirk Nowitzki's a top 15 player of all time that's ever played the game of basketball. Whether you have a connection to him or not, you need to see that. You need to want to watch that. And if you're new to Mavs fandom. He's a top fifteen player of all time. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is the He's best player the in franchise history ever. He is somebody that we're going to look back uh, look back on in decades and be like, "Oh man, Dirk! Nobody's going to pass Dirk. There's Dirk, like the legend of Dirk." And to say for for me to look back or for somebody to look back on and be like, "Oh yeah, I don't even remember those that that second half of his you know season because there's games where Lucas set out for injuries and stuff, and I just didn't care about watching if Lucas didn't play. Come on, get out of here." But anyway, I'm just ranting. Old man, get off my lawn right now. That's what you do. That's what you do best. We got it. We have a tweet that was sent oh, to crap. sent to both Here of us, go. and I thought I think it was a great point. It's from a guy named Jonathan Zingis. <laughs> mm. Not sure that's his real name. I have, I have my skepticisms, but could be. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will discuss how tributes like this from Doc Rivers could be potentially problematic. All right, Isaac, so before the break, I mentioned that these tributes and things from Doc Rivers and over the All-Star weekend and all this stuff could be problematic. A guy, Jonathan Zing- Jonathan Zingas, he is at AZN Dallas fan on Twitter. He said, 1 million percent loved what Doc Rivers did, but it seems like this kind of stuff isn't going to give Dirk the option to come back. What are your thoughts on this? Um... Dirk's going to do what he wants to do. and Even if it seems uh, like all of the fans, all of the NBA, all of the media are almost p- 
pushing him out, right? Like they've done all this, and he hasn't said himself. We may make fun of Dwayne Wade, but he is saying this is it. I am I am done after this year, and allowing fans that appreciate him, those that do. I know not many listen to this podcast. Not many are on this podcast. <laughs> appreciate no. him, but those that appreciate him, you can now appreciate because I am done. But Dirk has not done that. He has not opened the door to that. It's just now open, and it seems like it seems like fans and media are shutting it for him. Is that fair or no, unfair? Well, I mean, I, I think Dirk is, I mean, it's not to go back to what I just said, but Dirk's going to do what he wants to do. It, it doesn't matter. We can, here's the thing. We can do all of this stuff and uh, fans and media and these arenas can do all of these crazy things and to seem like the goodbyes and stuff. <laughs> he could come back. And and then the summer happens. They're, you know, let's say they don't make the playoffs and then playoffs happen. There were a couple months and stuff. And then Dirk says, you know what? I'm going to come back for another run. Who cares? Like, I, I really don't think Dirk's going to be sitting back saying, I really could play another year. I'm feeling good. The team wants me back. But, you know, Doc did that. He did do that, you know. He did honor me during that game, so I, I don't know. That would be awkward if I came back and, you know, those, uh, you know. But, but not, I, th- not I just, think his. Not just Doc, though. All the fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the fanfare, I, whatever's going to happen in the, his, the final home game of this season. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of stuff, and if he hasn't really declared yet, it is, well, is going to be a little awkward, right? Uh, a little bit awkward, but I'll say this. I think the. I think his role and his approvement of All Star Weekend. Um, was a telling sign. And, agreed, agreed. I'm you know, with you on and, that. You know, and even in Zach Lowe's podcast, in which he said, you know, that's the way I'm leaning now with health and stuff, but he's still not closing the door. But him agreeing to do all this stuff and, and the the honoring stuff throughout All-Star Weekend, I think I think him doing that, whether he comes back or not, whether he says, says it or not, I think him doing that gives the approval for the rest of the league to do whatever they want to do in honoring him. You see, if that makes sense. Yeah, but if he keeps scoring 15 and hitting multiple threes in every game, and if he, if he keeps doing that, he's going to want to come back. He's definitely going to pass Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After 15 as long the as night, he's 12, 12 last night against the Clippers. Um, yeah, he's, com- he's, he's coming for you, Wilt. <laughs> Man, so what is, Dirk's, what is Dirk's career high? Isn't it like 53? Oh, gosh. I'd have to look at it. I just tested your knowledge as a Mavs fan because I feel like it's so impressive that he hasn't had a ton of these huge number single games, right? Like he hasn't had the 81. He hasn't had the multiple, you know, where where Kobe went on that streak where he had 50 and 50 and 40 and 50 and 50. He hasn't had those kind of weeks and he's still, you know, right up there with the the greatest of all time. As far as scoring his 53 is his highest. Then he had 51 in, in Oh six. Yeah, he's had 40 in a bunch of other seasons, but man, he hasn't had like the 60, 70 point games. He's just not that kind of guy. He's just so consistent. I don't know. I just randomly saw that and uh, I think they mentioned it before the broadcast that his one of his highs was was 53. Yeah, and well, I think it plays into your personality too and what uh, you got to want it once you get up at that high and you know, if he's gotten to some of those moments, you know, obviously Kobe hitting 81, that was a once you start off in a game like that, there was a point in which Kobe was like, I'm going to go as far as, as I can. Um, and that shows his personality very much. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Jalen Rose, I'm going to eat your lunch. And there's nothing against it. I don't blame 
Um, I don't blame players once they once they get high. I I, I wish coaches would leave players in sometimes uh, to let players hit certain benchmarks. But anyway, anyway, so um, that's that's all the Dirk stuff we'll talk about. Um, because man, we could just keep going on about Dirk, but we'll have more stuff throughout this year. I'm sure this is not the last thing, and maybe maybe Doc Rivers opened a can of worms, and now all of a sudden this will be a thing, and teams will be doing this. Maybe not coaches, but PA announcers and other th- other people do this. Maybe players will take mics in different cities. Will be like, hey, you know, like LeBron comes and takes the mic, and is like, hey, blah blah blah. I think LeBron needs to take the mic and practice first. <sighs> LeBron needs to, LeBron needs to put the mic down. That's what LeBron needs to do. Uh, who did they lose? You know, you know what? Uh, Yo, he this was is a, who they he, lost to tonight. You ready for he this? He was a play. You, you ready? Was, hold on. Are you ready I'm for so this ready Grizzlies? For this. You ready for this Grizzlies roster right now? He he was a plus. LeBron James was a plus two tonight against Memphis. You know who also was a plus two? Land. Chandler Parsons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler Parsons five points, four boards, assist, and two steals. He back, baby. Yeah. This was the, well, this hey, is, the is Chandler Parsons playoff? You know, mode activated. He played. He played just under 19 minutes. <laughs> Chandler Parsons, Joakim Noah, Joakim Noah played 22 minutes, had 14 points, 12 boards, and four assists. Dude, I saw a highlight of him. He, he looked nice. So I didn't know he could move that His fast. His jumper still. is wet now, guys. It is wet. <laughs> Mostly because the ball is really slippery, and now the way that he holds his hand looks like he's gonna drop it. <laughs> Bruno Caboclo played 27 minutes. Hey, I like him. Hey, he was two years away from being two years away. Guess what? This is the year. <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian Greek freak. This is the year. Um, Jonas Valanciunas had 20 and 13 in just under 25 minutes. Ooh. Guess who else got the start tonight? Oh, I'm ready. Ivan Ooh. Rob. <laughs> yes, yes. The most Game of Thrones character name that I've ever heard in the entire NBA, Ivan Rob. <laughs> Avery Bradley at 33 minutes, 15.6 boards. Gosh, this team. Anyway. It's a great team. Are, are we going to reach a point in which the Lakers are going to like buy out Rondo or something or JaVale and some Dude, of these Rondo, guys? Well, the, the thing about the thing about the Rondo thing is, yes, he's been <laughs> terrible. And um, <laughs> James Worthy on the bro- – James Worthy is the Cedric Sabalos of the Lakers. Like he's always on their, their – Fox Sports. It's not Fox hey, Sports. It's Vice a, President Cedric Sabalos. He accepted that. He is the he is on the Spectrum Sportsnet for the <laughs> for all of you that complain that we laugh too much. This is this is an inside joke for sure. Sorry. Uh, he said that that Rondo was detrimental to the team tonight. That's what he yeah, said. I, I need to hear context to that. Okay, the, the context but, was he was talking about his play. He was talking about the game that night that mm-hmm. he he was detrimental to his team that he was not positive in the game. That, that doesn't sound like Rondo. No, no, it <laughs> does. All right, I'm done talking about the Lakers. Oh man, I had to get my Lakers jabs in though. Yes, they're in. They're in. Yep, they're still gonna make the playoffs. Okay, just wait. If they don't, though, just be prepared for like half a pod of me roasting LeBron and you. LeBron has missed thirty percent of the season. Do Do you know that he's missed thirty percent of the season so far? Okay. Also, the team is garbage. <laughs> the team that was built around him was garbage. There were some. Uh, there the, were some people the, in the uh, sports world that thought they could be a Western Conference. I was not one of those but, people. I, that was not me. I did not pick them to be the Western Conference. 
Finals. So, but Luka Doncic. The best moves that Magic Johnson made were in season, picking up Tyson Chandler and Reggie Bullock. <laughs> Those are that's true. Those yes. are the best moves they made this summer. This summer there was during the season. Okay, right, on, so, on that note, real quick, can could we possibly get a discount Tyson Chandler in Dallas if he was willing next year? Hey, I'm all for it. I saw that if he, he was, was unrestricted because he got bought out, and so he's unrestricted. He's he's uh, unrestricted. If he's yeah. willing to come in, man, that would I don't. Be awesome. I don't know if he would or not. But if Dirk transitions out and and travels the world for a while, and they're like, you know what, JJ's coming back. We we really need another vote. If Devin, what if Devin's not there again? Yeah, like, when Devin man, goes who, into coaching, what's our who's our vocal like veteran leader? Let's say it right now. We're proclaiming on the pod. Bring Tyson back. <laughs> Stop it. Bring Tyson <laughs> back. He can be there for Porzingis yes. and Luca and. Yeah, and he'd be a cheaper deal. I'm here but for obviously, it. it would take some uh, convincing on uh, Tyson's part. I'm here for it. I'm here for Tyson to, to come back. A third time. A third time cry. for a single season. Oh, gosh. He's the Devin of centers. <laughs> so, do, okay, we want to talk about this game. Uh, I just, I mean, look at getting another triple-double. I mean, that, it's just, even though it was in a loss, he, he played that first half, man. He was, he was on it. And I, I like Kirk was uh, tweeting what I, what I was thinking with Pat Beverly. I don't understand what the NBA TV guys were like, um, talking, <laughs> praising Pat Beverly's defense, uh, when Luca was just like roasting, like, I mean, just defense is, I mean, I, I under defense is so hard to judge. I'm having a hard time judging certain players defense, especially if you're only watching them one or two games here and there. Because mm-hmm. activity does not always equal defense, right? It's not always just because Patrick Beverly moves a lot and he runs into guys a lot and he's very physical and his arms are always out by his side doesn't mean that he's good at defense. He is, but he wasn't playing good defense. And also, there are also players you just cannot defend. Luca step back, you cannot defend. Luca that one that, that Luca hit in Shea Gilgis Alexander's face. What oh do you do? Shea Gilgis Alexander is one of the longest wings guards. In the NBA, yeah. he cannot he cannot guard that step back, the jab and then the move back is just, I mean, what do you do? You cannot you can get a hand in his face and that's about it and that's what he did. Now when Luca got in that little zone right there, I mean, there's there there's nothing. I mean, and that's the best. He, he just sized him up and did the step back, created his space, and it's just the perfect amount of space to do it. And yeah, he was crazy. If any of you out there have done drugs, Isaac and I have obviously not done drugs. You've heard us talk for hours and hours. <laughs> If any of you have done drugs, is a Luca run like that better than drugs? That's what I want to know. Let me know. Tweet me at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Gell Harris. No, you can just tweet Nick about that. <laughs> Let me know which drugs, <laughs> which drugs it's better than. Because man, it is just one of those feelings when when he's gone. I wonder what it's like for him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he almost had a quadruple double tonight, also. Oh, he wa- with turn. With- I hate when people do that, man. People always do that to <laughs> no, Westbrook I, I and Harden. It drives me nuts. I know it's dumb, but he, I mean, he had nine turnovers in the game. Yeah, uh, Tim Hardaway we had six, but still there, yeah, there were, um, it was almost, oh, okay. We're not going to get down that whole route, but <laughs> it was almost more like he was just unleashed and just say, Hey, yeah, just he go, you know, go do your thing, go have fun. And, uh, you know, he forced a few things, made some bad decisions, but he still got triple double out of it. So well, I mean, we're getting, uh, Trey Burke played six minutes. Brunson played just over 20 minutes. He's the only playmaker out there. Devin Harris played 15. He's the only, yeah. I mean, there's those lineups where you're playing with Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxie and Dwight, and then sometimes Dirk is in there, and then sometimes 
uh, Salah, and then sometimes Justin Jackson. You're like, he's the only guy who can make a play on this whole team. Yeah, and they Mavericks lost by nine points, and um, this you know plus minus doesn't tell everything, but Dorian Finney-Smith a plus eleven hey. on the game. I mean that's. Yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. The rest of the start, well, Luca was a plus one. The other starters were all, um, yeah, minus. But Brunson minus fifteen. I mean, but, the, the bench you can plus yeah. minus in a single game doesn't mean a ton, but it just it just shows what part of the game the other team won by, <laughs> or, or your team won by. What was the most effective? And it was the bench. I mean, Brunson, Measury, and uh, Devin Harris minus fifteen, minus fourteen, minus eighteen. How have we gone this long without mentioning Montrezl Harrell? I mean, good lord, that guy. 32 points, five boards, five assists, two blocks. He's just – he's a different kind of athletic, athletic you know? I, dude, I absolutely love him. So, obviously, I root for my Carolina guys because I'm a huge Tar Heel fan. But I'm from Kentucky, and I lived in Louisville for a while. I actually went to church for a couple years uh, at a church on U of L's campus, and so in the U um, of L Kentucky uh, debate, I would always lean towards Louisville. So uh, a lot of friends, you know, went to Louisville and stuff like that. So I would, I'll root for these uh, Louisville guys. That's why I was all in on Donovan Mitchell because I watched Mitchell a lot play, you know, Louisville and stuff. Wow, I, I thought Mondra- you were smart. I didn't know if it was just a bias. <laughs> no. Uh, but Montrezl Harrell, like, man, I loved him in college. And he was the definition of coming out and you saying, this is going to be your energy guy coming yeah. into the draft. This is going to be your energy big. And what I love about him, too, is he's so underrated in the league. He's so effective. And he doesn't have a three. And he's not Rudy Gobert either. And I love seeing guys like that make their niche, find their spot in the league. And it kind of proves some of these people that, hey, there there still is a spot for these guys. He's only like 6'8". You would think Wancho's Harold, some people would be like, oh, man, he's like 6'11", 6'10". No, he's 6'8", and he doesn't shoot threes, but he is just that. He is the definition of when you have a high motor and you just go all of the time. There's never a stopping point. And he's obviously skilled and super talented and stuff, but... Yeah, I, I love watching him play, and, I, man, I would love for him to be a Maverick someday. Absolutely. So he, I think he makes $6 million next year guaranteed, and then after that he's unrestricted. So not this offseason, but next offseason that could be a possibility. And he's going to want to get paid too. I mean, six, and, $6 million. And that's what makes uh, – okay, we'll go into this next question. I, the Clipperholics well, fan-sided. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll get into this. All right, Isaac. The Clipperholics, what do they say? They always say weird things. It's, it's a weird Twitter account. <laughs> the uh, fan side Clippers account. Clippers. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, they tweeted out a question, and um, it said, "It said, which future would you prefer? Which franchise moving forward right now would you want? The the Mavericks or the Clippers? Stop. And stop." And yeah, obviously right now it's the Mavericks, and, you know, or you put it on hold until you see what the Clippers do at free agency. But what what makes the Clippers so unique and so um, uh, kind of underrated when it comes to what they can do over the summer is they got these good role players on these very favorable deals, yeah. like Lou Williams. He's on a heck of a deal. That's a, a crazy team friendly deal. Montrez Harrell. That's a crazy team friendly deal. But and these are two guys that could log big time minutes for like big play t- playoff teams. Derek Harper said that they could they could easily start on every single team in the NBA. 
Move over, Steph. Lou's coming. Yeah, yeah Clay, Clay, Draymond, you guys <laughs> are going to the yeah. bench. <laughs> Boogie, but sit down. but like but but it's those sit type down, of guys that you got to find those type of guys that can that could play with about any system, any team in the league, and that if you brought other stars in, they're the perfect complement players and role players to surround your stars with so they got different pieces like that and they you know they obviously would have uh, beverly's rights and stuff they could bring back and those type of guys you'd put them all together and you find some stars with them they could be scary and shaman's a good shooter gilgis alexander is and he's what is he top, oh yeah we love him top 10 rookie this year oh for sure his rookie yeah. class I love is crazy <laughs> trey is. young went off tonight what do you have 36 this rookie class is crazy, and there's still some guys that haven't even played. Like Lonnie Walker hasn't even like yeah. found his footing yet, and we and I loved Lonnie Walker. Yeah. There's guys like Zaire Smith that hasn't played a single played. minute. Like we don't even know. I mean, he could really you know, like bust out for Philly. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. Oh. Uh, hasn't played all year either. He's going to be in. He's technically going to be in Zion's class next year. But th- I mean, there's like there's three there's three guys right there that. There were some draft people had them all as lottery talent, and they haven't even played. And then we're not even talking about the guys that are playing. That Bagley it, had twenty five and eleven tonight. Yeah, that top five, and then you start going down, even down to I mean, freaking Jalen Brunson in the thirties. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's super deep draft that we'll always look back on. And this next year's draft is not. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> It's a good time to all. have a pick going to somebody else. And and, and let and, and let me say this: who, whatever happens to that pick, that Dallas pick, Ooh. whatever happens to it, that player is going to go into an amazing situation. Because if it goes to Dallas, yeah, that player that player gets to come on board with this, uh, with Luca and Porzingis and play. Uh, alongside of them and grow with them and hopefully you know should be a playoff team next year and gets playoff experience next year if you go to atlanta it you know a little different situation but man they're fun they're so fun to watch and then john collins and trey young and kevin herter and they like they're putting together these all these young guys you're going to join another top five pick like two of you guys are going to come in together heck if they do get let's say the fourth pick and then like the, you know, sixth pick or something like that. They could walk away with two Duke teammates. Um, what if they took Reddish and RJ Baird or something like that? Like they, they would also lose to North Carolina after Trey Young goes down. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it would be, I think it's going to be a great situation either way for whatever happens to that pick. And obviously if, well, anyway, Oh man, the the jokes are coming on Twitter about Dirk. Dirk, Dirk never said he was retiring yet. The NBA just pushed him out. Well, I don't. I mean, yeah. It's anything post. Okay, anything. Here's my thing about it. Anything post All Star break, I think is free game because it's it. it, it I think All Star break served. It's like I said before. All Star break served for basically. And an analogy, All Star Break was literally the whole league looking at Dirk and saying, "Can we honor you?" Yeah. And when he agreed to do the All Star All Star Weekend, it, he knew what that was going to be about. He knew all the tribute videos, and they honored him. They brought him and Wade out there, and all the different stuff. If he allowed that, then he he should be okay with all of this stuff too. 
Now, if we're at the beginning of the season and he's just starting off, it's like the second week and like he's, you know, getting going, all this stuff, and he's very open about, you know what, I, I, if I'm feeling good and all this stuff, then that would be completely different. But this is after the All Star break. He signed off on the All Star break. So I think anything's free game at this point. I don't think it's a push out thing. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right. Anything else you want to say about this game? The Dirk Nowitzki tribute? Anything else? Do we, we want to talk about the Mark Cuban thing? I guess we'll do that tomorrow. There's a couple of things that people responded to about our Mark Cuban pod from yesterday, but we wanted to respond to. But I think we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, we can talk about it tomorrow. Um, uh, last before we go, on a more on a more serious note, not to end it on a sour note, but uh, my uncle uh, passed away today, and mm. he, my uncle, fought in Vietnam. And he uh, had a short, uh, quick, uh, and bad battle with cancer. And uh, today he passed away, and it's tough for my family back home in Kentucky. But I say that because I want to just give a special shout-out to all the people that listen to this podcast or you have family that do fight overseas. That military means a lot to my family, my dad, my uncles, my grandpa, everybody fought in or were in the military that served and stuff. And uh, just my uncle today, you know, he, yeah, he fought in Vietnam and just uh, crazy stories that I heard growing up and stuff. And uh, always um, looked up to him before that. And uh, so, yeah, just thank you so much to everybody that serves us right right now that listens to this podcast uh, while you're serving. If you have served, we thank you so much. And if you have family in the military, we thank you so much for uh, supporting them and for your family. Um, much respect to you guys. Absolutely. And we know that there are listeners right now that are overseas. So, so shout out to all of you guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, the reason why we can do this podcast in freedom is because of, of people like you sacrificing time and their lives and man we just, we appreciate it so yeah good tribute exactly peace out boom wow i've never seen this before the players of all time don't the biscuit wow